There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. At the Home Depot, we have Black Friday savings all through November. And with that comes a joyful holiday bustle that we just love to hear. Although we also love the sound that comes after the holidays. When people put their new tools to use. In fact, we love it so much. When you buy select Milwaukee M18 kits, you'll get an extra tool for free. So after you're done filling the air with holiday magic, you can fill it with the sounds of doing. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you. A safe space for St. Louis to learn about soccer. This is Soccer 101 with Michelle Smallman and Moon Valjean. What's up, everybody, and welcome in to episode one of Soccer 101. Your hosts are here with you. I'm Michelle Smallman, and we have Moon. Do I just call you Moon, or do you have an official full name? We got to start here with some background. Yeah, the full name is Moon Valjean, V-A-L-J-E-A-N, just like the uh, Les Mis character. Um, I've never uh, seen it. Oh, my goodness. We... Before we started, we were talking about all the things you haven't seen. You haven't seen Friends. You haven't seen Seinfeld. And now you haven't seen Les Mis. There's not a lot of parallels between those things. Les Mis is a little bit heavy. Take two days to set aside for that one. But the, the character Jean Valjean was a, a bit of an inspiration in the pseudonym and the stage name. But uh, yeah, Moon Valjean. But you can just call me Moon, man, or, or Mooners or whatever. I don't know. It's taken on many iterations now. Hi, Moon. What's up, Michelle? <laughs> okay, so we're off to kind of a rocky start, considering I've never seen Les Mis and I don't know the origin of your name, but I'm glad that we've got that out of the way. Let's give a little bit of background here. So I'm Michelle Smallman. This is Moon, Moon Valjean from 1057 The Point. I am Michelle Smallman, who worked on 101 ESPN, and this is Soccer 101. This is going to be the safe space for St. Louis to learn about soccer. Yeah, the basics. And I'm sure we'll progress into all sorts of arguments about what kind of table is better or what squad you should be supporting or whatever it is, and we'll get into some more particulars as it happens and as the community grows here. But soccer is taking off. It is huge. It's huge in St. Louis. That's where I'm based. It's huge in New York. That's where you're based now. It's huge in the U.S., and it is growing. And the way to grow it is to accept everyone. And it can be an intimidating thing when you think, oh, soccer is a kid's sport or something like that, and then you start watching it, and you realize, wow, there's a lot going on from strategy to supporter groups and why you should hate this team or why you should love this coach or why we even care about coaches or what the heck is offsides or why are they calling the field a pitch? What am I missing? And that presents a lot of uh, hesitation, I think, for a lot of people that are just coming into the soccer fandom because they go, ah, this is more complex and I don't want to feel stupid asking questions. So this is the safe place to get those answers and ask those questions. 
It really is. And I was at 101 ESPN, which is St. Louis's sports station in St. Louis for, gosh, like 10 years total. But my most recent stint was five years. And when it was announced that St. Louis City SC was going to be joining MLS and that soccer was going to have even a bigger footprint in St. Louis, Moon, I kept hearing from sports fans in St. Louis who were really excited about the team and really excited about welcoming a new franchise into town, but they weren't necessarily big soccer fans. And we know that there is a huge soccer contingent in St. Louis. And hopefully those people listen to this too, but these early episodes might not be for those people because they know all of the logistics of soccer. They know the history and they know about formations and about MLS as a whole. But there are a lot of very passionate and educated sports fans in St. Louis. They don't just get the nickname, the BFIB for the Cardinals for nothing (laughs) because they're the best fans in baseball. So we want those people who really want to be dedicated soccer fans, but might not know where to start to come here. And we're going to break it down at base level and we're going to teach you everything. So hopefully by the time the team kicks off in 2023, we're all up to speed. Yeah, and this will be applicable for a lot of people. You you mentioned St. Louis and the best fans in baseball. We are an absolute sports fanatic town, whether it's baseball or when we had the Rams or uh, we were talking to uh, the guys that run the NASCAR track uh, right across the river, NASCAR, NHRA. I mean, people are turning out for these huge, huge events because we are sports people at heart. My mother is the biggest Cardinals fan you will ever, ever meet. Of course, we got the Blues. Now we got a Stanley Cup and a lot of just general St. Louis fans that love sports and love our city and want to see it do well are excited about the soccer community coming out in force. They're excited about the stadium that they've seen now built. They're excited about all the buzz and they kind of want to be a piece of it. So hopefully we make it a nice, smooth transition for those folks to jump into uh, my favorite sport on earth. Well, let's give a little background about ourselves since this is episode one, because some people might know who we are. Some people might be like, who are these two people? So Moon, why don't you take it away? You go first. Tell us about your day job. Tell us about your history and tell us what got you into soccer. Firstly, I am a family man. I've been a a parent since 1998 at the ripe age of 17. And my family, as you can see, one of the children (laughs) back here just got home from school. Uh, So my family is my life. But it all started for me career wise uh, around 2002 when I went pro. Not as a soccer player, although that was one of the dreams. Uh, I went pro as a musician. I toured the world uh, many times over. And fortunately, I was actually able to see a lot of matches overseas in England and Wales uh, in different countries and really grow my fandom for soccer even more. But long story short, I toured the world for the last uh, 20 years in multiple bands in uh, my first professional band story of the year. And then now in Goldfinger and Greek Fire. And then here in St. Louis, I also have a fun like 90s tribute act that's uh, called the Teenage Dirt Bags and also does a little country now here, uh, here yeah. and there called the Nitty Gritty Dirt Bags, which is fun. So anyways, that transitioned around 2012 into a radio gig. I was hanging out with a program director. They've been playing my singles for many, many years at the alternative station here, 1057 The Point, best alternative station in the country. And ended up just doing some like nights and weekends, kind of have a weird Mickey Mouse singer's voice. So I didn't think radio was the place for me. But he said, hey, man, it's not about, you know, Howard Stern type uh, announcer voices anymore. It's really about personality and just connecting to your community. So I was all about those two things and uh, jumped into radio, ended up producing and co-hosting the Rizzuto show since its inception in 2014. We've had the number one show in the area for eight consecutive years and a heck of a podcast. And that puts me in the category that you uh, described me yesterday as a true Zoolander slashy. So yes. rock guy slash radio guy slash adventurer slash outdoorsman slash family guy slash soccer fan oh, slash biggest soccer fan ever. 
You are a true slash That's a lot to take in. And while you and the Rizzuto show have had the number one show in St. Louis and the number one podcast basically everywhere, I was down the hall trying to hunt you guys down as a member of Character and Smallman on 101 ESPN. I was the co-host of the morning show on 101 ESPN for several years. And I recently just got an opportunity to work national. I took a little gig with ESPN radio. And so I've relocated to New York. So I think that's going to make for an interesting dynamic between us, Moon, because you have boots on the ground in St. Louis and you're going to really get to capture that local flavor. And I'm going to be able to see what MLS as a whole is talking about. What are people in New York talking about when it comes to soccer? This is where MLS is headquartered and hopefully I'll get to experience some of that. So I think we'll be able to get a little bit of balance there from a local and national perspective. Yeah. You're in the belly of the beast. Don't do this (laughs) whole like a little gig thing. That's like me being like, Oh, I'm, I'm not really a rock star. I'm a freaking rock star and you are a freaking radio star ESPN is the beast and like you said you're right down the road from the headquarters of Major League Soccer it's huge you've got the inside track I'm just here riding your coattails girl oh please I will be riding your coattails all the time Rockstar but We both are soccer fans just as consumers, but we both played soccer. We both love soccer. I played soccer my entire life, all the way through high school. I wanted to play in college, but I wasn't good enough. And I wanted to go to a big school and party. So I went to Illinois, but I have played in different leagues as an adult and always followed the game. And I know you've done the same thing as well, Moon. Yeah, I'm still playing as much as I can. I did snap my knee a couple of years ago, two weeks after I was saying, oh, I've never had any knee injuries. I didn't knock on wood, apparently. And uh, but it hasn't slowed me down. I did have the surgery from the U.S. soccer knee doctor himself. He traveled with the U.S. national men's team uh, for 25 25 years, uh, you know, sewing up their knees. So I was like, that's my guy. So he fixed my knee and I literally went in. I said, listen, man. I'm 30 something, but I still want to play uh, soccer when I'm 70 something. So fix my knee up where I can do that. Uh, so I still am playing recreationally just to keep the weight off and, uh, and keep the legs moving. But yeah, I played all my life. I was a baseball and soccer kid as a kid. Uh, I stopped playing soccer in high school because we had such a heck of a good team and I was just getting into music, which ended up panning out for me, thankfully, because I don't think I would have made it as a pro soccer player. And being, I mean, I'm sure you've seen some matches, seeing some matches up front, up close, you realize, man, I thought I was all right. These guys are phenomenal. It's unbelievable. I'm excited to take non-soccer fans or new soccer fans into Centene Stadium to watch some of the caliber of athlete that they're going to see in the MLS. Absolutely. And you're so right. As somebody who's worked in sports my entire career, I always tell people, what you see on TV does not compare to when you're at the game at field level. There's a reason why these are professional athletes. They're physical specimens, their strength, their speed. It's really remarkable to see it up close, but I'm glad you stuck with Music Moon. I think it worked out okay for you. It did work out okay (laughs) for me. And uh, just entering into this, if you have an opportunity, just talking to the newer newer soccer fans, if you have an opportunity anywhere to see semi-pro or pro soccer, go, because chances Mm -hmm. are you're going to be sitting closer than any baseball game you've ever seen or any football game you've ever seen or even down to hockey you know you have that separation with the boards i mean you feel like you're on the ice when you're sitting on the ice but when you are a few feet from these players and you're hearing them calling out plays and yelling at each other it is such a unique thing and you're smelling grass sometimes you're getting grass kicked in your face from some of these guys and when you see the speed 
or you're used to watching a sport on TV. And like you said, you're watching what the camera is pointing at. You're watching the ball at all times. I had such a ridiculous respect as a lifelong soccer player. I had a different respect when I finally got to see an English Premier League match. And I was watching players that I didn't really like so much from my experience of watching them. And then I watched them off of the ball and watching some of their athleticism off of the ball. I was like, holy crap. That's why that guy makes that much money. That's <laughs> why everybody loves him. Because when you see him off the ball, this is an athlete that I dream of having half the skill and athleticism of. It's something that I would encourage you to do. Try to see a match. You got to see a match. Hopefully we'll help you do that. And let's get to the beginning of this moment because a lot of people coming in here are wanting soccer 101. They want us to break it down to the most basic level. And that's what we're going to do. This is obviously the very first episode. So we had thought of some brief questions and answers that new soccer fans might want to know about. But in further episodes, we're going to drill into a lot of these subjects. We're going to give you an email address at the end of this podcast. Hit us up. Let us know what you want to learn about, because we are not only going to talk about the game and formations and strategy and just the basics of the game. We're going to teach you about MLS. We want to teach you about all the different teams in MLS. We want to, of course, teach you about St. Louis City SC. And we're going to be bringing in different guests as this podcast progresses so that we can get some answers to some of these questions. Yeah, for sure. And we'll be getting into everything. Think from, you know, the word origin of soccer and why that is actually okay to say it did start in England, where all those things began. We'll get into some of the history things and then we'll end up talking more about specific teams. And, and like you said, the basics, we'll break it up into different segments. So if you are a veteran soccer fan and you're tuning in, give us a few episodes too, so you can really be a part of this. And maybe you can even help us help others, you know, start to develop a love and an appreciation for this absolutely beautiful. And yes, the world's most popular sport for a reason. So let's get into some of the uh, beginner questions and answers. Would you like to start? Sure. A lot of people just want to know the basics about MLS. So let's start there. The first question that I thought of, Moon, was how many teams are in the league? How many teams are in MLS? And with the addition of St. Louis City SC, there's now going to be 29 teams in MLS. That's right. Currently, there are 25 in the U.S., three in Canada. And then, like you said, STL is going to be the 29th. And yeah, it all started back actually in 93 when the league was developed because of a pitch to get the 1994 World Cup here in the U.S. Some of you might remember that. Some of you may not. But it was a huge, huge deal. It was giant in my soccer life. You know, I was a little 13-year-old kid. I was super into it. And as a part of that bidding, we needed a big major league soccer league here. And it all started with 10 teams. Obviously, it has grown. They initially lost some money. There are three now defunct teams. But like I said, and like Michelle said, 28 teams, we will be the 29th. And I'm sure it's going to continue to grow from there. It's going to be amazing. 29 is number one. And it's so funny, Moon, because St. Louis had other attempts in the past to secure an MLS team and it didn't work out for various reasons. I'm sure in further podcasts, we can drill into that. But it all worked out the way it was supposed to because this team, this ownership group, this stadium, it feels like it was meant to be. It really did. It was a wild ride, too. I remember <laughs> 10 or 15 years ago, I was emailing some investor guy in Illinois who was trying to get a team here. And then there was another investor. And then Albert Pujols, when he was still here the first time, was saying that he'd like to throw some money behind it. But other things needed to be secured. We went through votes. We went through city votes. We went through all these campaigns. You and I were a big part of the MLS to STL. But like you said, I think it all worked out. It seems we've got a great ownership group. And, yes. And just so you know, 
we are not one of those like we're going to kiss your butt kind of things because you're our hometown team. If I see some issues or something, this is one of the places that I'm going to yell. And maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm going to yell and I'm going to break all sorts of rules. Like I'm wearing a jersey right now. We're doing a soccer podcast. And one of the rules is you're not supposed to be like, you know, a homer or, or setting up like your favorite squad. Ain't no rules here. This is a safe place for us as well. So let's talk about the divisions, because I know a lot of people that are new to Major League Soccer are going to assume that it's kind of set up like we do our baseball or our NFL or whatever. So how will the divisions work and where will St. Louis City SCB? So there's not necessarily divisions like we're used to in baseball or in hockey. The league is actually made up of two conferences, the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, just like hockey, but there's not divisions within those conferences. And STL City 2 right now is playing in the Western Conference. So it seems like STL City SC is going to be playing in the Western Conference as well. Yeah, I would assume so. We're just west of the Mississippi, so that seems to make sense. We'll, we'll see where they throw us, and I'm sure that we will develop uh, some really fun rivalries. I assumed this entire time that we would be either really gunning for uh, Kansas City, which is Sporting KC. It used to be the Kansas City Wizards uh, for a few years, but now it is Sporting KC. I've seen some matches over there. Great stadium, great supporter groups. But I also would assume that maybe we'd turn our eyes north since we hate the Blackhawks. We hate the hey. Cubs. Why hey. wouldn't we hate Chicago Fire? Now, I wonder if it's going to be more of a Cubs rivalry or a Blackhawks rivalry if Chicago Fire is indeed the rival. Because think about it. With the Cubs, even though they did win the World Series in 2016, generally Cardinals fans just pity Cubs fans, whereas the Blackhawks, Blues fans, hate Blackhawks fans. And they had that run of dominance a couple of years ago, even though the Blues have won the Stanley Cup more recently. I think if you're talking hated rivalries, the Blues and the Blackhawks has far more vitriol than the Cardinals and the Cubs. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But there's so many options. Maybe it's maybe it's the Columbus crew that we hate. Who really knows? But of course, most of it will probably be dependent on geography. But the MLS actually has a lot of rivalry cups similar to what you see in college football. So that might just uh, create some of the drama for us. Now, if Mama Moon was here, like I said, biggest Cardinals fan ever, what she is concerned with day in, day out is where am I going to be able to watch these games? That is a concern for a lot of people. And I know a lot of Cardinals fans might not want to hear this because there were a lot of people very upset that Albert hit number 700 <laughs> when the game was on Apple TV. But that's yes. where we're going to find all your MLS games. It's going to be on Apple TV Plus, And the teams are going to play their home games at Centene Stadium, which is in downtown St. Louis. And if you're just listening to this and you really have no idea about the team or about the stadium, do yourself a favor. Head to Instagram, head to Twitter, head to Facebook, whatever social platform you're on. Take a look at the stadium because it is absolutely stunning. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I know you are part of the committee over there and I've gotten to take the little tour. I've seen the uh, the training facilities and how they've all set it up. It seems meticulously thought out. Can you give me any sort of like insider tips or details on all the stuff that they've done there? Yeah, absolutely. I hope I'm not revealing anything that hasn't already been publicly Re reveal displayed. Reveal it all. That's what we're here <laughs> um, for. You know, because I haven't been checking out everything they've put out, but I don't think that any of this stuff is stuff you probably can't find online. But as you mentioned, Moon, I was fortunate enough to be part of a fan council for St. Louis City SC. They got a select group of people from different walks of life and got us together. We would meet monthly and they would present to us updates on the stadium, updates on the club, different ideas they had for the game day experience. And we would be a sounding board for them and throw ideas against the wall. It was really cool for me to get to see that behind the scenes look and just 
really see how much intention was put behind every single detail. This whole thing is all about St. Louis and all about the soccer fans in St. Louis. And I just know that people are going to absolutely be blown away once the games really get underway. But there's so many cool things about Centene Stadium. But the thing that I think is the coolest is the shape of the stadium, the square slash rectangle, and the way that they're building out the game day experience. There is no front door. Every side of the stadium is going to have a very specific access point with different events that are going to be happening. And the whole thing about City SC is that this is a place for everyone in St. Louis, that it's not for North County. It's not for West County. It's not for South County. It's not for East St. Louis. It's for everyone. And that's really something that they tried to weave in to the game day experience and not just be a talking point for them. They really thought about that with the stadium. So there's no front door, no back door all different entry points. And one other thing that I know that has been shared a little bit, but I think you'll probably see a little bit further once we get closer to actual game days is the way that they developed the foods that you're going to be able to enjoy there. <laughs> That's what the, we care about. We do and care the about beverages. That. Well, St. Louis has such a vibrant food scene and obviously yeah. we're the home of beer. So obviously we need a great beer, but they really looked at all of the different culinary places in St. Louis from a cultural standpoint. So there's going to be something from everyone because this is an international game and St. Louis is an international city with a lot of different nationalities that are existing in the same place. And I think they did a wonderful job of highlighting that from a food standpoint, as well as other things that I'm sure you'll see. But when you go to the game, you want it to be a full experience, right? You want to know where you're going to park. You want to know what the music's going to be like. You want to know what the chants are going to be if you're going to a soccer game and you want to know what you're going to eat. And I know that the food is going to be top notch. Gerard Kraft, James Beard, award-winning chef from St. Louis. He's the food guy. I don't know his official title. I need to look it up here in a second, but he is the food kind of sort of the food czar, if you will, of St. Louis City SC. And I know it's going to be a very delicious and seamless operation for you to get your food on game day. That's awesome. Yeah, he does have huge hands too, is, is, what, <laughs> is what I've heard. But yeah, you're right. And a lot of people don't know that about St. Louis is we are pretty uh, pretty diverse with with cultures. We're a French settlement. But there's a, a huge German community, a lot of German influence. And then uh, we have a giant Bosnian community as well. Huge, huge in the soccer community in, in St. Louis. So yeah, you're right. We are bringing all sorts of angles from all sorts of different cultures. Going back, you, you mentioned the beginning of the season. Just so you know, the MLS regular season typically starts in late February and early March. And it runs through mid-October with each team playing about 34 games. Actually, they do play 34 games. Now, the team with the best record is awarded what's called the Supporters' Shield. So that's hardware. That's what we're going for, boys, is trophies. Hardware, uh, silverware, that's what we like to say. 14 teams compete in the postseason MLS Cup playoffs. So it does work very differently than the EPL or uh, the other European leagues that are tabled leagues with a point system and it's relegation and uh, promotion. We'll get into that in a second. We don't have that here in the U.S. Maybe we will someday. I'm sure we'll talk about that in later episodes. But that all happens in late October, November, and it culminates in the league's championship game, the MLS Cup. When we talk about the MLS Cup, that's the end all. That's what everybody wants. So who are we gunning for that really tends to take those home? Well, you mentioned the Supporter Shield, and for all the Blues fans that might be listening, that's just like the President's Trophy in hockey. So whoever has the best record gets the Supporter Shield, but that's separate from the MLS Cup, just like it's separate from the Stanley Cup. But 
we need to know who we're gunning for, as you said. So who is the reigning champion? Who do we need to keep one eye out for? Well, the season right now, MLS season right now is currently happening, and it's a close race between the Philadelphia Union and LAFC. So it's yet to be determined who is going to have the supporter shield out of those two teams. But in 2021, the New England Revolution took it home, and DC United and LA Galaxy, they currently have the most supporter shields in MLS. They have four each. Okay, so that takes care of the supporter shield side of things but what about the mls cup well last year right where i am new york city nycfc they were your 2021 mls cup champion and if we're looking for who has the most championships it's the la galaxy they've won the most mls cups they have five they won it in 2002 2005, 2011, 2012, and 2014. So they're kind of like the Yankees of MLS. Absolutely. And you recognize the LA Galaxy uh, uh, jerseys because there's a billion of them out there with Beckham's name on the back. And they have attracted um, the LA team and now the NYCFC team. They have attracted, and even Miami now, they've attracted a lot of huge name players. And of course, every time these giant players get towards the end of their career over in Europe, they're talking about, oh, I want to live in LA, not in cold, rainy England anymore. And we tend to get those types of players, uh, just like Pele when he came to the US in the 70s. But that's becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. So how many players are on the roster to fit all these superstars into? So there's the active roster and there's 30 players that are on the active roster. All 30 players are eligible to be selected to the game day squad, but there are 18 players on the game day squad. And that's both during the regular season and the playoffs. So you have 30 players that are eligible for the active roster, 18 on game day. Now, this might be a little bit extra information here, but I just thought it was interesting because we're probably attracting a lot of fans that don't know a lot about soccer, but do know a lot about other American sports and are really Mm -hmm. into it. And everybody's always looking for the comparisons or the comparisons and the differences. One of the biggest differences between the MLS and other leagues across the planet, if you're just getting into soccer, you've gotten into it recently, which I know a lot of people have. I know uh, a lot of my friends were anti-soccer guys and they're NFL guys. And then slowly but surely, I was able to get them into the EP. And I'll tell you my entire system and another episode on how I directed them to find their own squad. Because, yes, I'm a Manchester United guy through and through, have been for 20 something years. But I didn't want them to be Manchester United fans because I was. I wanted them to really find their connections. I'll just put this out there and I'll explain it later. But Manchester United is the St. Louis Cardinals of England. I'll explain. I got all sorts of deals. I have an I have an EPL team for every single MLB team. And it all makes sense. But. What I wanted to tell you is these are operating as an association of independently owned clubs over in Europe. But the MLS is a single entity, which each team is owned by the league and individually operated by the league's investors. The league has a fixed membership like most sports leagues in the United States and Canada, which makes it one of the few soccer leagues that does not use the promotion and relegation process. I just wanted to kind of clear that up since we're talking about playoffs, which, yes, is a typical thing here. But mm-hmm. if you've gotten into soccer in recent years and you're watching the Bundesliga in Germany or Syria, Syria. yeah, in Italy uh, or the EPL in England, uh, you're not going to see that kind of system. So that's one of the reasons that we have the playoff system. The other is we just don't have the leagues in the way that it's set up right now to do the relegation and the promotion. When I say relegation and promotion, what does that mean to American sports fans that don't know? It means in the top leagues over in Europe, If you are in the bottom three at the end of the year, and it's a points total, similar to hockey kind of, then you get relegated to the league below. 
and the top three from the league below get promoted to the upper league. Now, this has enormous implications from player contracts to money to, uh, I mean, all sorts of stuff for that club, for that community, everything. It is huge. Which, why do you think that's cool or, or why, why would you want that? One of the biggest parts of the exciting end of the season in April and EPL is if your team isn't one of those big dogs, those top three or four that's trying to win the league, it can be even more dramatic or more excited if you're near the bottom three and you're just trying to be fourth from last. Oh, yeah. Your team, if it gets relegated, it could just go doom, 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 and just dump down into nowheresville for the next couple of decades. Or if your team gets promoted, you might be able to attract better players and stay up in the top leagues, baby. It's huge. It's huge. So the relegation promotion thing is something that's near and dear to my heart. That's what I've been watching for 20-something years. But the MLS playoffs has had no shortage of incredible drama, incredible comebacks, Cinderella stories, and some amazing MLS Cups. So it's going to be an exciting season here in 2023, being the 29th team that enters into the MLS. I'm so glad you explained relegation and promotion because a lot of people who are listening to this might not have known what it was, but essentially think about the Rockies or the Pirates, or I'm trying to think of another team that stinks in baseball, the Nationals. (laughs) You know what I mean? Those teams would be on the verge of getting relegated and kicked out of Major League Baseball. And think about how embarrassing that is for your team to be in the bottom three and get kicked out. Yet not only is there all of these financial implications, as you mentioned, Moon, but I know when I've watched DPL and I have a team too. I'm a Leicester city fan, but I'm not as oh, diehard as I'm sure the you are. Foxes. Go Foxes. That's so right. Sick. Dude. Greatest story in sports in the last hundred years was their English premier league win. I mean, and I became a fan after that too. Spectacular. You know what? I'm so happy to hear that. Yes. Well, my friend, Steve Cerruti, who I host another podcast with, diehard soccer fan, as a quick aside, he might have done something similar to you. We did, remember that Netflix show that came out, Love is Blind? We did a Love is Blind blind taste test where he described different EPL teams as if they were people. And I just had to pick the person that I would want to hang out with. And I picked Leicester City. I picked the Foxes. So they became my team and I became a Jamie Vardy fan. I love it. Oh, Vardy's great. And, you know, he was like <laughs> stocking grocery shelves a few years uh, yes. uh, prior. He was like to... the Kurt Warner of soccer. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this is this is one of the greatest stories of all time. And it, yeah, it actually is pretty reminiscent of that Rams team and whatever it was, 2000 or 99 that 99, won the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. Out of nowhere, shouldn't have competed as far as the money that was spent compared to some of the competitors. I mean, absolutely amazing story. We'll get into all sorts of we got to do like some games and systems to help people find their squad. Because, you know, what I found is curious and maybe it's going a little too deep for episode one. A lot of my friends that were being brought into the fold, I'd take them down to Amsterdam Tavern or some other soccer specific bars here. And I would say, listen, man, Here's the colors of the team. Here's how they've operated as far as overachieving or underachieving. Here's what they've typically hired as far as the personality of their coach. Here's what they're looking for in the philosophy of their players, blah, blah, blah. And you know who a lot of, uh, and this is a particular era, granted, a lot of people that are my buds were diehard blues fans. Mm-hmm. And their EPL team is Everton. Mm. They're so Everton because there was just this grittiness about the coaches and this and the player selection and how they were overachieving and this and that. And they were always consistent, but never were going to really win anything. Now, this was obviously pre Stanley Cup here for the Blues. Right. Uh, and Everton has taken some slips. But um, it was really fun to watch my friends go through that process. And 
this is one of those things that, yeah, you can be wishy-washy if you want, man. We're not going to judge you. But those Everton fans that were like made about five or six years ago are still diehard Everton fans and they're tuning in every single week. And I love that. I love that. That's awesome. I'm so okay. glad you got them into it. And that's yeah, what that's, this podcast is going to do. Exactly. That's what we want to grow here in St. Louis and in the United States and in North America, because this is a beautiful game. You can trash it all you want. If you're like, this isn't one of those things where you have to be an NFL fan or an MLS fan, or you have to be a baseball fan or a soccer fan. You can just be a fan. We're all Correct. sports fans here and we welcome you to the fold. You can make fun of us all you want. That's part of the fun, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. but it is so much fun. I mean, we've hosted radio shows. We're used to getting made fun of. So that's not yeah, man. anything new. But the difference here is that we are not going to make fun of you. We actually are going to have a trust tree segment. We want you to send us your soccer questions, whether it's about the game or about players or about St. Louis City FC, MLS, whatever it is, send us a question to this email address asksoccer101 at gmail.com. Super simple. Asksoccer101 at gmail.com. No questions or stupid questions, and we're going to do our best to answer them. And if we don't have the answer, we're going to call some of our soccer friends who are experts, and they're going to give you the answer. Yeah, and when we're talking about soccer friends, I'm not talking about Jimmy down the road. I'm talking about some pros, some broadcasters, some players, some owners, mm -hmm. coaches. We've got our ends. Michelle is a freaking superstar, and she is in the belly of the beast in New York right down the road from the MLS. So she's going to run down there. She's yeah. going to use her ESPN credentials and say, listen, get on this podcast and tell me what offsides is. So exactly. No, no stupid questions. Just email us. Even if it's something as simple as what is offsides or why do they call it a pitch or it, should I call it soccer or football? Give me mm -hmm. some ammunition the next time somebody wants to argue about something. We welcome it all. We will help you with it all. And we're going to have fun with this whole thing. Ask soccer 101 at gmail.com. I love that moon. And what I always used to like to do on our show on 101 ESPN and I try to do here on ESPN radio is give all of us a snackable fun fact. Just take one thing that you can take away from this that you've learned that you can regurgitate to your buddies in the group chat. Whether it's today you learned that there are 29 teams in MLS or that you learned that the games are going to be on Apple TV Plus. Whatever your snackable fun fact is, we hope that when you listen to this, you learn something that you can spew to your friends and sound smart. Yeah. How about we'll just end it with a quick little sort of fun fact as to what is the origin of the word soccer? Perfect. Actually, I love that. It's, it's actually an association, a shortening. Yeah. It's a oh. shortening of association. So when they were calling it association football or rugger, they were trying to decide the difference between rugby and association football. They just started calling it soccer or a soccer, a shocker. And that's right? how we got soccer. Isn't that insane? It's, that is it's insane. Literally, it's from the word association. And they just kind of like word scrambled just the middle of it and said, yeah, OK, OK, soccer, soccer. It's not rugby. It's soccer. And it's an English word. It is from England. So don't let any of your British friends be like, oh, soccer's not right, mate. And you're like, dude, you started this. You started uh, Yeah. This. Come on. We got it from you. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> I love it. Well, this was a very successful and fun first episode for Soccer 101 Moon. I'm so pumped to be working with you. We've been hallway mates for a long time. We've been friends for a while, but we've never really gotten the opportunity to work together. And I'm so pumped that as two soccer fans, we can come together and hopefully provide a safe space and some answers and some fun for all of our fellow St. Louis soccer people. Heck yeah, it's going to be fun. For Moon, I'm Michelle. This was Soccer 101. We'll talk to you next week. Go!
At the Home Depot, we have Black Friday savings all through November. And with that comes a joyful holiday bustle that we just love to hear. Although we also love the sound that comes after the holidays. When people put their new tools to use. In fact, we love it so much. When you buy select Milwaukee M18 kits, you'll get an extra tool for free. So after you're done filling the air with holiday magic, you can fill it with the sounds of doing. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.